Before we review uh, Get Out, we have a little announcement to make. Uh, so this Saturday, uh, May 6th, I want to say probably around 8.45 in the morning, somewhere around there. Uh, Pacific time. Pacific time. We are going to be on Good Day Sacramento. Uh, this is like our, I think our third appearance there. But uh, if you want to watch it live, you need to go to gooddaysacramento.cbslocal.com forward slash show forward slash live dash video. And if, if you guys end up missing it, that's, that's totally fine. You can still go to the same link and watch it after the fact, or I'm sure we'll have it posted on our Facebook uh, page at some point during the day. But uh, So we're going to be reviewing, actually, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, this yep. coming weekend. Volume 2. Volume 2. Volume 2. I mean, we must be doing something right if they keep asking us to come back. <laughs> <laughs> Either that, or they got nobody else. They, we, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta fill a gap. <laughs> yeah, we're on right before like somebody famous, or right before like a a dog jumps or does jump through hoops or some shit. <laughs> like we're the, we're the we're the opener for the person who juggles spoons. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay that's, that's how far we've come I'll, I'll, open, <laughs> I'll open for that that's all right um yeah that'd be actually kind of fascinating but yeah so we're we're watching guardians of the galaxy 2 this week we're going to be reviewing it which that'll drop a normal podcast on monday uh, yeah next monday but uh we will be doing a little mini review of guardians of the galaxy volume 2 on Good Day Sacramento, it's a WB uh, morning show uh, for all those of you that are listening in Sacramento. And the rest of you guys, you can watch us on gooddaysacramento.cbslocal.com forward slash show forward slash live dash video. So, and like I said, if you can't catch it live, then you can catch it after the fact because they'll have the link on there for quite a while. Um, or you can watch us on uh, our Facebook page. So, Yes. But uh, now we are. Now we'll just start the show, and uh, you can listen to our review of Get Out. Finally. Episode 79 of Chew on This, a Nerd United podcast. I'm BJ. Vic, you know, it's um, right now we're, we always record at 9 o'clock at night, and I, for some reason, again, always get the munchies around this time frame when we're recording. I can't <laughs> figure out why. Because <laughs> it's, like it's like 12 a.m. New Jersey time. Maybe. I'm still on, I'm still on New Jersey time. <laughs> um things close really early around here it's not like uh it's not like back in jersey where they have uh wawa and again i love wawa because of the sandwiches my favorite again is an italian sandwich with the hot peppercini uh, not peppercini those the yellow ones what are those called just uh, hot peppers right i think yeah hot peppers i think so yeah yeah i love those mayo vinegar 
oregano. Uh, I'm getting my mouth is watering. <laughs> <laughs> You're making me hungry. Goddamn it. <laughs> Um, so anyway, uh, we don't have a Wawa out here in California. Um, this is again, our shameless plug of trying to get Wawa to notice and put a Wawa out here so that I can have sandwiches so that my fat ass can have sandwiches at two o'clock in the morning. Um, the what's the hashtag? It's West coast Wawa. Hashtag West coast Wawa. There you go. All right. Well, now that we got the good stuff out of the way, <laughs> um, <laughs> let's go to the shitty stuff. Yeah. No. no, this is, this is, this is our review. It's, it's months overdue. Um, but this is our review, spoilerific review of get out. Um, yes, it's this very small budgeted, uh, psychological thriller horror movie, um, that is had everybody buzzing. Um, just to give you an idea of, of how crazy this this movie is, is it has 230, 230, yeah, 231 reviews. It has 230 Mm -hmm. positive reviews and one negative review. (laughs) Damn, who is that guy? (laughs) Uh, Well, this is, this guy, I actually looked it up. This guy, this guy did not like Captain America Civil War. He didn't. <laughs> he did not like Rogue One. He loved Batman versus Superman. <laughs> he didn't like Suicide Squad. But there's a quote that I, I read that review specifically, and it said that he praises uh, Snyder for helming the DC universe. So clearly, oh, this guy doesn't know what the <laughs> fuck he's talking about. Um, yes, he did like. He actually did like um, Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. He liked, it, oh, wow. he liked it better than than Civil War. So either he's getting paid or he's the worst movie critic ever. <laughs> Is his last name Snyder? Is like his cousin or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, Brock Slider. <laughs> Is this guy's alias? Sax Snyder? Yeah. Sax <laughs> Snyder can't even do his, his alias far away from his name. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so this uh, is our review of Get Out. Um, I, you never gave me your initial reactions. You saw this months ago. I only yeah. saw it this week. Um, and I, I don't know. I don't know who wants to go first. Should we go with well, the initial? Because so, you, you would be more initial yeah. than me. I, I was waiting in the months. I didn't read any spoilers or anything like that. So I tried to go in with as fresh as possible, but it was difficult because everybody was telling me how great this movie was. Yeah, this movie um, for me, I, I saw the ratings and that 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 uh, piqued my curiosity. But it was a friend of mine that actually went and saw it um, ahead of its release that said, "You got to go see this movie. It's fresh. Uh, it's a new take on the genre." So you know that piqued my interest. I, I went ahead and went, and uh, I was um, uh, pleasantly surprised. Um, I, I walked out of there going, wow, that was really entertaining. That was creepy as hell. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I thought. I was just, I was very, I was very happy because it, it did have a lot of, and we'll go into the movie later. I mean, it did have a lot of similarities from other movies, but like listening to the interview with, uh, I think Jordan Peele is the guy that directed it, who is part of Keegan and Peele. He, um, said that he loved horror movies, loved genre movies like that growing up. And he did a like a mashup of all those movies, which we'll talk about later. But um, my initial reaction was, uh, I, I walked out of there going, "This was, you know, very enjoyable." And um, and then learning more about it later, 
Um, I'm just really excited for that filmmaker and also knowing that they didn't spend very much money on this movie. You don't have to spend a lot of money. You can really, if you have a good idea, um, you can, you know, spend very little money and get even, and a lot of entertainment value. So, but my initial reaction is <laughs> long story short is I, I, I really love this movie. So love the movie, huh? I did. I did. I love this movie. Okay, so a little background on me is that I didn't go see it opening weekend or opening night. I didn't even go see it like two months after or two weeks after. <clears throat> I'm seeing it way, 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 you know, past the, the hype train. Um, with you telling me how good it is, with, you know, articles here and there that I try not to. I've nev- I haven't read an article because I don't want anything spoiled because I knew I was going to see it. Mm-hmm. So I was afraid going into this movie that it would get spoiled to the fact because everybody was telling me how good it was. And then I was expecting to be blown away and I wasn't. So mm-hmm. my review comes with an asterisk of, I'm not sure whether or not my review of this movie is, is tainted by how positive everyone was about this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I still haven't figured that out yet. <clears throat> it's been a few, it's been a few days or almost a week now since I've seen the movie and I, I'm still not sure if I'm if I'm tainted in my review of this movie. Well, uh, that's okay. I mean, let's figure this out. Let's let's really get into the nuts and bolts of the movie. Um, you know, it it is a um, there is a lot of uh, racial issues in the movie, but that's like not really the main. Yeah, I didn't. Focus. I didn't try to watch the movie like that. I, like with Iron Fist, I tried to watch this movie as a movie, uh, as, as a movie, as, as what the movie was supposed to be—a psychological slash horror movie. And mm-hmm. so, let me just go through <clears throat> a quick summary of like exactly what I thought about this movie without giving too much away yet before we actually dive into it, because. Because I know you're positive on it, and you're like 99% of everybody else. I'm not the negative on that. Like, I didn't think it was rotten. But so anyway, so my initial reaction was the dialogue, the characters, and the actors and the actresses in this movie are really good. The mm-hmm. The dialogue seemed like real-life dialogue. It didn't seem forced. It didn't seem like, the, you know, he was trying to push an agenda. It just seemed natural of the situation mm-hmm. that's created dating a, a black man, dating a, a white girl. Or a woman. And so that seemed very natural. Um, Mm -hmm. All those conversations, even the uncomfortable racial tension in the movie, it wasn't really tension. It was just like it was the the white people thinking they could say this shit to, like, black people, and it wasn't, like, offensive or anything like that. Right. Later on, though, you find out why they're saying the things they're saying. Um, Surprisingly, there was was some funny moments in here. it I was I was all in from the beginning because of how brilliant the I thought the dialogue was and the interaction was. But once the twist of the once the psychological thriller horror part of the movie took over, the suspense of it was great. Like I couldn't wait to see what the hell was going on. But once you finally figure it out once you are finally told what's going on, the movie felt really flat to me. I felt like it was mm-hmm. a completely different movie, which in some cases is is a good thing. But in this case, I felt like I've seen this movie before, mm-hmm. and I because everybody was so positive about the movie, I was expecting the twist to be something like I had never seen before. Unfortunately, and I didn't know all that stuff that he said that he borrowed from a lot of genres or a lot of mm-hmm. movies that he loved. So I didn't I didn't know that going in watching it. I was just like I've seen this movie before because if you've ever seen 
any movie or any horror movie where somebody's consciousness mm-hmm. is completely like taken away and put into something mm-hmm. else. You've seen this movie, the skeleton keys, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, one invasion of the body snatchers, even some stupid like eighties horror movie called like fluff or some shit like that, where they ate something and you became like brain dead or some shit. Um, so unfortunately for me, I would say 80% of this movie kicks ass. Um, there's an untraditional thing that happens towards the end of the movie where the uh, the best friend kind of takes over as the main character, which is freaking awesome. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, he kind of does. Um, which I thought was really cool because now all of a sudden the focus turns to him. And I thought it was really – he seemed like he was definitely the quote-unquote comic relief in this movie, but it, it didn't seem forced. It wasn't like I was no. watching like Chris Tucker in the scene. <laughs> right. And they got a really good character to play that role because I know originally Jordan Peele wanted to uh, be in the movie and he would have played that TSA agent. But I'm glad he didn't. I'm, I'm really glad that he, he hung back and had someone else go in there who did a such an awesome job. Because every time that guy like was on screen, he stole the scene. Yeah, yeah. Like, loved every, him. every time. Loved him. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so that was my initial reaction. That was my basic quick, try and quick summary of. I loved 80% of this movie and really didn't like the the when it boiled down to the actual twist and the horror part of it I didn't it, it felt like every other movie. So I have to agree with you there because there was a point in the movie like there was a slow burn and then there's a, like this pivotal point that happens in the middle of the movie or toward the end of the movie where then it turns into like a like a every other horror slasher movie kind of thing. Um but there was a movie that came out a while back with Kurt Russell called Breakdown, where his wife uh-huh. gets his wife gets kidnapped, and then like that's a really scary situation. But the level of tension and suspense throughout that whole movie was really really good. And then in Get Out, there's a suspense all the way to a certain point, and then it just turns into you know running around and killing people and. Um, it, it kind of goes way in the left field, you know, compared to the rest of the movie. I, I think I, I think I was okay with the violence coming out of it. I mean, he had to escape. And at that point in time, I would have fucking did the same thing. I would have killed every single one of those motherfuckers. But the, the, again, the point, the part, not the point, the problem with it is, is that I've seen that movie before. And the first movie, and I, and I already mentioned it early on that I thought about when you find out what's been going on were, was, uh, the Skeleton Key and Stepford Wives. Like those were the two movies that I thought of right away. And that's essentially what the twist is in this movie, which is crazy. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's, I, I mean, if, if I, and here's the thing too, I, I think I had thought about this too, is that if I had never seen the Skeleton Key or heard about the Stepford Wives or I haven't really, or even like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, something like that, I think I would have loved this movie and it would have freaked me the fuck out. But I think because I had, I didn't know that he was purposely borrowing from those genres because mm-hmm. it's it's been done before. When I when I saw it, I was like, "Oh fuck, this is Skeleton Key," or "This is you know Stepford Wife." So that I'm not saying that the movie is bad towards that, but like because I had already seen it, this took finish, away it took away yeah, from the movie. It took away from how great the the, the first part of the movie was. Yeah, like I, I was even on board. One, like as soon as the best friend took over as the main, like the main character for like ten, fifteen minutes, I was like, "Oh, this is fucking awesome!" I'm like, I, I got really psyched about that because I was like, "Oh, I've never seen this before," you know, where the, the best friend kind of takes over the the story. I was like, "Oh, this is great!" 
And then, you know, then when the twist happens, I'm like, God damn it. Like, so like <laughs> it was building and building and building. I was like, oh man, this is so great. This is so great. And then I, you know, the twist, because we've seen, I've seen the twist before it, it, it fell short for me. Yeah. Well, that, that makes sense. <laughs> um, so let's go, we're going to go into spoiler territory. So essentially the movie is kind of like, uh, you know, it's about these rich, you know, white people that live way out in the Timbuktu that kidnap black people <laughs> in different ways and right. then and then transport their i don't know i guess a piece of their brain into their brain so that they can essentially escape death when they got old you know the white people get old um but the catch is that the person isn't truly gone they're just they're hypnotized to the point where their consciousness is put in the back burner and then essentially they're being controlled by the white people so you know, uh, I think there was a part in the movie where he flashes the camera in this guy's face and he like he snaps out of it and he becomes like like sentient again or something. I don't know. His consciousness comes back and he's like, get out, get out. And he starts screaming and they grab him and they rehypnotize him and send him back out. And he's like all normal again. It's just freaking crazy. Um, what did you think about like the, I've never seen I've never seen anything in a movie where when someone gets hypnotized they show like what that feels like kind of thing yeah um that, that part actually <laughs> that part reminded me of um shocker <laughs> shocker oh my god that's <clears throat> a that what a pull that's a really really old movie yeah but remember it's he he would come out of the tv and for some reason i thought in, in that movie or something like that in the 80s where somebody was looking out of a TV screen or looking out of a mirror and you were falling down into a blackness. Right. So I had seen that before, but in this context, it was pretty, it was still creepy. I was, it, it, it nothing really like shot out at me like the ending did mm-hmm. when that, when that drop happened, but but I was like, oh, that's that's interesting how they how they're doing that because I feel like I'd seen it before in the eighties or seven like like a seventies horror too. So, but that wasn't a big deal. I was still really on board for that. <laughs> but so you know they're they're snatching people like she. There's a woman that is dating pretty much essentially black men and and bringing them to the to the parents' house, and then the other white people bid on them. And which you find out they're bite bit, whoever wins the highest bid wins the black person. And then they take them and do the surgery. But this is like, not before like the mother will hypnotize the people using this like teacup that mm-hmm. she uses throughout the movie, which that was creepy. Cause every time they would tap that teacup or circle or whatever, I would get like antsy. I was like, Oh, what is it? You know, what's yeah, going to happen? Like, it was like their calling signal for something. Right. Totally dug that. Um, you find out that the two black people that work for the family, uh, one's the gardener or, or the handyman, and the other one's like the maid or the butler kind of thing. You so find I, out. Did you did you figure yeah. out like why the 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 groundskeeper who ended up being the grandfather was running around in the middle of the night? Uh, he said he was like he was exercising and he apologized, but I think it's because. He, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he was just turning out the body or something like that. He's just like so. It, it, it they actually, t- it's actually really fucked up and really, 
creepy, actually. It's so in the beginning of the story, in the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. um, he's telling, oh, fuck, I, I don't remember the names of the movie. Oh, Bradley Whitford's telling him about his dad his being in the, in the Olympics. The oh, not- his dad, yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's him training in that black body. Like just trying to relive that moment of getting first place. Well, because he he lost to a black man, right? Yeah, so he's it's like, like kind of creepy. Like <laughs> I mean, he's in like a twenty year old body, but his mind is like in the eight, like you know, eighties or whatever, and he's still thinking about that moment. Right. He, I like because he did say like my grandfather almost got over it. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. Or my my father almost got over it. Yeah. Um, the, he the guy who played the grandfather the. The possessed grandfather version. He was creepy. So was the the, the housemaid too. Oh my god, she was great. Yeah, oh, she was the, really good in it. Her, her eyes and the, the just the way that they talked. They were. It was like a Stepford wife kind of thing. And then you notice like that one scene when you first see her really get creepy, where he where he thinks that she's looking at him, like out at him fixing his her hair. Mm-hmm. What what you don't re- what you don't remember. Well, what you won't remember if you hadn't seen it is that. Remember, there's everybody's wearing a hat or has, like in her case, really long bangs to hide the scar of the skull being cut open. So she's actually fixing her bangs as the grandmother, right? Trying to make sure that the scars aren't, um, you know, showing. It's just fucking. It's just creepier. <laughs> yeah, you'll notice like a lot of things if you go back and see it a second time. Kind of like the sixth sense. You'll go back and see all these markers of things that you didn't really catch before. And if you go back and watch it, you're like, Oh shit. Like that's why they did that. Or that's, that makes sense now. And, um, there's a lot did of you that. Find, did you find the creepiest was like the girlfriend after she came out as being part of this whole ordeal? Yeah. And she's sitting on the fucking, she's sitting on her bed, nice and neat. Her hair's perfect. And she's eating cereal, but separate from the milk. Yes. And it's Two like all cups. nice and nice yeah. and neat. And I was like, this is fucking creepy. Yeah, and behind her is all that she put up all the pictures of her and her black boyfriends up there that she had kidnapped. Did you notice yes. that? Yeah, if so you look creepy. Yeah, because he eventually, like through this whole thing, you're thinking that she has no idea what's going on. And he, he's like, We need to pack our shit and get out of here. And he goes in the closet to get his stuff and he sees like a box full of pictures and he looks in there. And sees her with all these boyfriends, and he had asked her at the beginning of the movie, "Are you, you've never dated a, a black man before, have you?" And she's like, "No, I never." And so that that's when he realized, "Uh oh, she's in on this shit too." And right. and yeah, she totally turns creepy. Like she's like normal, still looking for her keys, and like, "Honey, I'm sorry. Hold on. I don't know what the fuck is going on." And then she pulls the keys out, and she's like, "I've had him the whole time," kind of thing. And he's like, "Fuck." You know, and the, just the tapping of the teacup, boom, he's he's down, and they yeah. got him. <laughs> so I have, I, so I have a I have a WTF moment here as well. <laughs> like, so when he's sitting, he eventually, in order to tell the audience what's happening, they tell him what's happening. He's like strapped in a chair, and the TV comes on, and it shows this video of the grandparents and the family talking about, hey, you know, you're about to embark on this journey. You know, basically, we're going to transfer our shit into your shit, and you're going to be – we're going to control you and, and whatever. We live on forever, but you're a part of this thing. And, right. and and then you find out that if you watch the video and figure out what's going to happen, the procedure goes more smoothly. The WTF moment for me is two things. Number one, he he scrapes the 
the armchair to the point where the cotton sticks out. And I immediately mm-hmm. thought, I immediately knew, oh, he's going to put those in his ears so that way the teacup, he won't hear the teacup and he won't pass out. But if you look at the situation, him strapped to that chair, it didn't look like he could bend over that far to get the right. cotton in his ear, number yeah. one. Number two, I thought he was being watched. Like I thought there was a camera in there watching his every move. That would uh, be smart. So I don't know. I just I felt like wow, he he got away, you know, a lot easier than you know than I thought he was going to get away. Like I had no idea how he was going to get away until that device where he was. Well, they, the well thing. okay. So he, they do show that he can reach down to his hand, to his ear, because remember when he first finds out he's strapped to the chair, he goes to bite the buckle. Oh, so okay. They established okay. He could bend they, that far down. Yeah. Okay. What I don't understand is if if the if the teacup it triggers you right. It doesn't matter how faint or, you know, how loud it is. If you hear the teacup, you're going to subject, right? Right. How does he know when to fake being subjected to? Because it doesn't show up on the it doesn't show up on the TV screen. Well, right? uh it does actually. Or, so so what oh, happens so what happens is is it it pops up one time and he sees it and he goes, No, 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 and then he goes out and then he wakes back up and then they show the guy that he's going to transfer his consciousness into. Right. Okay. Then, so they did show it. And then he knew that teacup was going to show back up again after that guy disappeared on the screen. So he quickly, Oh, and the guy's blind too. So it's not like he could see him put the cotton in his ears, I guess. Um, well, I don't. Okay. So that doesn't make sense to me because you remember the scene that he first gets hypnotized and he's not looking at that cup. No. She specifically says it's like it's something that's like something in the background or some kind of noise or something that you know that is calming but you don't hear it but that's going to be how we you know set the pace for your for your mind. Right. Use your mind. And she's stirring that cup and I'm like okay that noise you don't you don't see what she's trying to do. She's hypnotizing you right fucking now to stop doing the teacup thing. But he never looks at the teacup so it makes no sense that they would show it on the screen. All they would need to do is just play the audio of the teacup. Yeah, that didn't make any sense. Uh, why? Th- I think they did that just for the audience. You know, that was for yeah. us. That was for us to see. Um, so yeah, that's a really good point. And the other thing is, like, once he escapes and he beats that dude down and he escapes, he pulls the cotton out of his ears. And I was sitting there yelling at him, going, "What the fuck are you doing, dude? Like, if you wander in the room and she's there with the teacup, you're fucked." You know. So, but he just takes the cotton out. Then he goes and he kills the father, and then he, you know, I think runs into the mother in in the study, and the teacup is like in between them, so he has to dive for it and throw it on the ground, kind of thing. Um, so, did you think going back to the the cotton part? Did you think that he put that specifically in there where the black dude has to pick cotton to get free from the white people? Oh my god, dude, that's pretty deep. <laughs> That's pretty freaking deep. I, I don't know. It'd be interesting to find out. Um, I mean, that would be uh, – that's mind-blowing right there, what you just said. The picking of the cotton? Yeah, yeah. That's that's well, totally that's totally mind-blowing. The only reason I thought that was because, like, it, it felt like a farm-type area, the field. Mm-hmm. It, like, it was a huge, like, land that they had. And I was thinking, like, the black dude that was the, the groundskeeper – the way that they had him dressed, like looked like he was, you know, a slave, basically. It kind of did, yeah. 
like a modern slave with nicer clothes. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. And then, so I, I, I subconsciously had that in my mind, the whole movie about them. The twist would be that they're going to be slaves. Right. Again, that was, I mean, that was, was just guessing, but I mean, essentially they kind of were, but so that was always in my subconscious. And then when I saw him pick the cotton, I was like, Oh fuck. I was like, I wonder if he did that. Did that to be free. Yeah. Bail right. of cotton for freedom. Yeah. yeah. That's wow. I shit. I never thought of that. Um, that would be really interesting to, if we ever got him on our podcast. I'd have to ask him that question. And then <laughs> I'm sure and, he. I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did because everything else. There's a lot of sub, subtle things in this in this movie. Yeah. Um, um, absolutely. But but you know he throws away that cloth like Luke throws away his lightsaber. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? Like leave that leave that cloth in your ears. But but anyway, he he ends up escaping. But it, then it kind of just turns into like a just a hack and slash. Like he's literally just killing every part of the family, everyone he gets you know gets a hold of. Well, now it turns into like from the seventies or eighties. What's that movie where the good people start murdering the the captors? Oh um, yeah. So it turns into that. Like now the tides have turned, and usually what happens is when you escape the bad guy in a horror movie, you're still scared shitless. Right. Whereas in like there was that one horror movie where the, the victims got away, but then they had the upper hand and were just murdering the fuck out of the people. And this was the same way here where he finally gets out and he's like, I want to fucking kill somebody. And he kills them all. And then like that was though that part was really cool for me. Yeah, it was interesting. I mean, he the other part of it that we haven't mentioned is that there's a part where the the mother when he, she's hypnotizing the guy, she starts asking about his mother. Right. And um, that, that scene's really heartbreaking because, like, his mother was what, hit by a car or killed or something. And yeah, he, yeah. And, he, and he didn't go to the aid or call, so she ended up just dying on the street. So there's a part in it where he's he's home free. He's in the car, he's driving, and he hits the maid, you know, which is the grandmother. And he's, like, sitting in the car, and he's, like, sitting there yelling. He's like, no, no, you got to go. He's like, no, I can't. So he gets out of the car and helps the woman because – he could didn't help his mom way back when, and so he's mm-hmm. almost like kind of making up for it. So it, I, I like that that throwback. I mean, because a normal person probably would look at that and go, "You fucking idiot! You should have just kept going." But I looked at it like a story thing where it's like, "Oh, that was a really good uh, callback to that scene." And yeah, but if there's a sequel, he's never going to help another car accident. <laughs> He's like, sorry, I'll call nine one one, but I ain't yeah, stopping. I'm not stopping. <laughs> because he he stops to pick her up long enough for his ex girlfriend to come out of the house and start shooting at him. She's a pretty like a pretty decent shot, but um, but uh, <laughs> I mean, he crashes into a tree, well, and then I mean, finally it's revealed <laughs> that it's the grandmother. So yeah, she fucking goes ape shit on him. Oh yeah, and then the grandfather comes and and. Uh, and he's about to strangle him, and he flashes the the phone camera at him, or something. No, flashlight, yeah. something like that. Yeah, and he, cam- I think it was the camera. Yeah, the phone. yeah. He wakes up, turn, turns around, and he grabs the gun from the chick and shoots her, or asks for it, shoots her, and then shoots himself. And I was like, oh, that's fucked up. It's like, well, he- it's probably because he knows, like, because it's it's not it's not the same as when he's hypnotized. Now, it'll yeah, be worse. It'll be worse than that. Yes, because like because he's there's got only a tiny sliver left of those people. Two consciousnesses in there fighting over each other. Yeah, that would be 
crazy. But like you said, I mean, we can go back a little bit, but every time the TSA agent is on screen, he is just, he says the funniest shit, number one. Um, he's just like, why are you going to this white girl's house? Is she like, she like lick your balls or something like that? Or like, (laughs) I mean, I was, I was busting up. It was so funny. Um, and he has the last words too in the movie. He has the last words. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's like, told you so. Well, he goes, he goes, he's like, I, I told you not to go in that house. And he's like, he's like, well, how did you find me? And he says, I'm, and he just pauses and then gives like that look. And he's like, I'm T.S. motherfucking A. And he's just like, <laughs> we handle shit. That's what we do. Consider this shit situation fucking handled. <laughs> and then they drove off. And I'm like, that's so awesome. <laughs> I mean, those TSA guys already get, you know, handed some really bad shit. But I, I think <laughs> he did. When he's like at the police station, he's like, he's like, we're TSA agents. We're like detectives. Only, only sometimes we know more shit than you guys do. But anyway, <laughs> you know, I was just like, right. <laughs> yeah, uh, I thought, you know what really fucked uh, when he, when uh, he asked, you know, how did you know where I was? I was like, oh, fuck, he's in on it. Like, you know, like he's right. part of it the whole time. I was like, oh, that would be. And then like, you know, the guy dies, like he's murdered right then and there. So right. nobody ever finds out. I was like, oh, that would have been a, that would have been like a great ending. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Or I thought the girl was going to live through the the gunshot wound, you know, and and go on right. to to continue that shit or something. But they don't ever they don't ever close the loop of you know do they call the cops like what happened, what ends up happening there? Well, that's the other problem that I had because my, my mind is always doing that logical thing. I mean, I know that they're transferring consciousness and doing all that shit. But the fact that, I mean, the house is burning down, but still there's like three dead bodies out in the front yard. It's not like they were all in the house and they all burned and then nobody knows what happened. Right. You know? um, so if they ever find the girl and they find all this shit, it's going to come back to that guy and they're going to throw him in jail. Because he's black. <laughs> like, you killed all these people. <laughs> yeah. you know, you're going to jail. So, he, so should, he should call the cops and, like, tell them what the fuck's going on. But you don't know if the cops are in on it, too. Right. You, oh, exactly. Oh, shit. That would have been pretty cool. Like, the local, the local cops, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Who knows? Well, maybe they'll be in the sequel. Like, what's, you know. Are they doing a sequel? I don't know. It'd be called, like, I told you to get out. Or some something, I don't get know. Out of, get out again? Yeah, yeah. Get out of here. Get out now. Get out now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, so that when I heard the title of that film, it reminded me of the old Eddie Murphy skit uh, back in uh, Delirious was the name of the his comedy hour. And there's a part in it where he's like, why the fuck? He's like, white people always stay in the house. Like the toilet is like, go, you know, full of blood. And they're like, oh, that's weird. You know, or there's like, <laughs> or there's like ghosts talking and they're like, oh, that's yeah. strange. And they don't fucking leave. Right. He's like, he's like, this is what a real movie would be like if black people were in it. He's like, he goes in the house. He's like, look at this baby. This is beautiful. Like beautiful ceilings and all this stuff. And then you hear this, get out. And he's like, too bad we can't stay, baby. And they like fucking leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I would do too. <laughs> too bad we can't stay, baby. Yeah, it's, uh, it's awesome. 
But yeah, I think I think he titled it appropriately. I thought it was pretty good. Um, gosh, All I don't right, know. So let's go. Let's go through yeah. ratings. Uh, let's do diversity first, like always. Uh, what's your diversity rating for this? Well, shit. I mean, that, it's a tough one. Um, I would say. I mean, I would say a Jane Brady plus. I mean, there really isn't um, a ton of diversity in it, but uh, um, I don't know what, what you could say. Uh, it I think was within really the context of the movie and how secluded the the house. Yeah, the context of the there movie really isn't makes a lot it of, the way it's supposed to I be. I mean, I guess maybe Jan Brady. But yeah, it is kind of that way. There isn't a whole lot of diversity. But it is also not a ton of white people in it, which I like. And I also liked there is a racial undertone. But like you said, they don't throw it down your throat. It's very subtle. They they pretty much make the white people just kind of just ignorant or just the way that they but that act. Ignorance, but it's the not, problem with it, it's not yeah, genuine because it, or, right. it's, it's it's explained. Right, like because when they're saying when they they're actually saying the things that people that white people actually do say to black people, right? But yeah. when you find out what the twist is, they're actually saying that shit because they actually want to be you, right? They want to buy don't them. Know that? Yeah. So that it's it's kind of it's kind of like yes, that's what they do, but at the same time, in the context of the movie, there's a specific reason for why they're why they being, why yeah. they sound ignorant, right? Um, it's because they're basically going to murder you. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So yeah, mine mine's Jan Brady, mine's Jan Brady too. Um, but I think it's I think it's Jan Brady plus because of uh, because of the context of the movie mm-hmm. doesn't really it didn't really need to be. I mean, right. I had like one like Asian guy in there <laughs> asking him questions. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, so I don't know like if he actually won the bid like would the would him. Would the black kid be like talking in an Asian accent, like an a-, a broken English accent, <laughs> and like nobody would pick up on that? Could you imagine like a black guy just speaking like a young a young black kid speaking in broken like Asian English? Right. <laughs> That'd be terrible, and nobody would find that weird. <laughs> like, ah, oh, it's normal. I'm used to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I will give it. Um, I did love this movie. I mean, I, I'm going back to when I saw it the first time. So, mm. uh, so I would give it. Uh, I'm going to give it four and a half uh, chainsaws. Okay, uh, I'm going to give it three three lightsabers. Um, and it's not because this movie's bad. It, literally, eighty percent of this movie, right up until the actual twist part comes, even like when the the best friend takes over, I'm all in. But when the twist comes, it just falls short for me. And that's the only reason why. Again, I think because if I had never seen those other movies, um, I would have been blown away. By yeah, if you're born like 1998, you know, or above, you'd probably really love this movie. But it's still, it's still really good. <laughs> yeah. It's still really good. The dialogue is brilliant in it. I really dug how, they, how it seemed real, the conversations. They didn't seem forced or anything like that. They just it was just smart, witty dialogue. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, once it became a th- the thriller horror part for me, it just fell short. But yeah. this is three stars. This is three stars because I think I might have been tainted again in my review mm-hmm. of this because I had waited so long to see the movie um, and basically tainted because I had seen like the last 15 minutes of this movie, like in six other different movies. Right. Right. 
Uh, you know, ending, ending movies is always a, a, a tough thing. I mean, I've seen so many movies where the th- first three quarters of it were just fantastic, and then it just fell pretty short. I think for me, this movie didn't fall as short, as I, I guess, as it did for you. But um, again, I think sometimes when you hear so much hype, and I'm looking at you, Jared Leto, and The Joker, but when you hear so much hype for so long, and then you go to watch the thing, anything short of that you know, is going to ruin your expectations. So like, it's, it's tough, you know, it's tough, but it is, I mean, it's, it's, this sleep- isn't, this isn't Jared. This Lito isn't Jared. Lito, no, <laughs> but, but it is, uh, but it is the sleeper hit of the year so far. It is the, the surprise. Oh, it's, it's definitely, you know? it's definitely worth the watch. It's, it's definitely worth the watch. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I'm giving it through lightsabers, it's, it's still a really good movie and it's definitely worth a watch. If, but- if you've never seen the movies that I mentioned, especially, you're gonna actually. I already ruined the ending, so what the fuck? You're, you shouldn't be listening <laughs> to this anyway. It's still good. I mean, even if we just spoiled the shit out of it for you and you haven't seen it yet, still go watch it. It's pretty good. But I, I like that tagline. Uh, we, we need to make a poster for Get Out. Three stars, but I really liked it. That's <laughs> <laughs> in the news. I can see the newspaper clippings. Like Remember backhanded, back in the day? backhanded compliment. <laughs> Chew on this says it's three stars, but I love it. <laughs> That's right. Uh, those newspaper ads. That's right. Fuck newspaper. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh man, yeah. Total sleeper hit. I, I enjoyed this movie. I enjoyed also M Night Shyamalan's movie Split. You haven't got a chance to see that yet either. Um, I, I, I hope you get to see that. I, I don't think of highly as that movie as this movie, but um, it's still worth the watch. And plus, they're he's got some really interesting plans for that movie for the sequel yeah. to that movie later. So, which is all over the news, but, uh, anyway, Jordan Peele's first directorial, his debut, it, it's, it's a home run for him. And I look forward to seeing more stuff from him. Um, I think he's, he's got a really good eye. He's got really good, uh, like you said, characters and dialogue, and he's got an interesting voice. So we'll see what happens from here on out. Anything you'd like to add? Nope. Awesome. Uh, well, well, we have some uh, – I want you guys to stay tuned. The next couple of weeks we have some pretty big announcements. Uh, it's still a little early, but uh, we got, there's some good things on the horizon next month or at the end of May. So stay tuned for that. And, of course, uh, patreon.com forward slash chew on this podcast. You can go there and sponsor us as little as a dollar a month and you get some pretty cool rewards depending on how much you want to sponsor. So that's cool. And then, uh, brought to you by, but not really brought to you by West coast Wawa. So hashtag West coast Wawa. We want to get a Wawa here. Uh, so that way after we're done recording, we can go down to the Wawa and have a sandwich. So (laughs) there's, (laughs) there's that. All right, guys. Well, that was episode 79. Man, we're getting up there. Of Chew on This, a Nerds United podcast. I'm BJ. Back. Till next time, folks. Chew on that. Later.